from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast When the pandemic hit firms discovered that their workers could do the same amount of work from home as they could in office But as the fears of the pandemic have receded, there's no resisting the call of the Human Resources Department demanding that people return to office. Terms like hybrid working and work from home were once promised as the new normal. Now, they already seem like relics of the pandemic. Kamal Karant is the co-founder of Staffing Firm Exfino and he says that these work models are now under stress. However, he does point out that most companies are open to letting their employees work in the hybrid mode now than ever before. In today's episode we're talking to Kamal about how the workplace could change again in 2023. We also discuss the outlook for hiring and firing in a year where most people expect a recession to hit. Kamal this was the year when hybrid work and you know working from home was to find its way into the mainstream. Instead most of us who will hear this interaction are probably back in offices or are headed there. What happened to that promise of hybrid and work from home that we kind of had briefly in 2021 and 22 Actually I don't know enterprise have an intense love hate relationship with hybrid work and I think it keeps swinging between extreme love and extreme hatred You know recently uh, when I was in one of the cities uh, I heard that uh, a large IT company's global CEO was in town he was doing a town hall and there were few rows empty and is a global ceo right he was in india so then he asks is it people have logged in remotely and next day he writes an email to everyone saying from tomorrow people have to come to office three days a week so uh, many of these things seem to be whimsical reactionary to you know a particular organization how the leadership is looking at it the choice between convenience collaboration and co-working in my view is a real difficult one add to this occasional culture building issue and it will make sense why enterprises are flirting with hybrid working for me you know i was i was looking at uh, the active open jobs that i look at every month and as we talk uh, we've had a month with record numbers of active hybrid openings ever in the market from what it was 2000 uh, about 18 months ago it's 45000 open hybrid jobs now in the market you know so this is Uh, a kind of a uh, that's why i said it's a love hate relationship between hybrid work uh, which keeps swinging between extreme love and extreme hate but these jobs then are they as say secure as a full time job is there any catch in this or is this restricted to certain niche organizations primarily large mnc companies uh, and some well funded startup companies which are in niche space and they have to attract some very niche product guys it is not universal but still the numbers doubling itself is a uh, significant uh, indicator as i see it and of course they have come from product companies tech companies which will require real uh, special niche skills so do you see this sort of relationship with work from home and hybrid practices changing in this coming year given there are also fears of a recession see for me this interlink uh and relationship between workplace practices working mode profitability is, is is very complex 
it only got further complicated with multiple simultaneous modes of working within the same company. See, this establishing the with proof or conviction that WFH or hybrid or work from office works best is difficult. And honestly, no one knows the answer. For me, it's a fairly dynamic essay if one were to attempt. But the fact that we're even discussing this says something isn't working somewhere about this mode of working. For 2023, despite the call back to office, the answer of which format works will be a holy grail. But I believe we will all be in and out of hybrid and work for office for our own reasons through 2023 as well. So, you know, again, in 2021, we spoke of new HR practices, different kinds of office spaces. Uh, and in 2023, as we look at it, we seem to be heading back to offices and practices that are very much like 2019. Uh, why is this transformation of the office so difficult or so niche in restricted to certain places only so far? Transformations need proof. And for that, the bellwethers need to leave. Last year has been really unprecedented and dynamic in many ways that forming and norming have been difficult. And if you look at the example of Bellwether companies, they have been hit by their own performance, results, share prices. So they had other things to deal with. So I don't think they actually, you know, focused on the office space transformation per se, if you ask me. You know, I give a cricket example, you know, like when you return after a break, the best of batsmen go with known shots first before they get confident to go maverick and experiment. You know, I think that's what's happening even in the workplace too. Enterprise are no different. Transformation for me comes at a cost and the uncertainty of current situations don't allow sufficient slack to experiment. And that's why you're not seeing any of these transformation that we are seeking. And the only template when we are in a crisis is to go back what worked in the past, right? What worked in the past, going back to offices. So I think that's what we're doing. We also ended 2022 with some of the biggest tech companies finding themselves letting go of people. Like you said, it's there have been multiple factors that are behind that. How do we look at 2023? See, when I look at the hiring outlook for the second of the, of the year seems to be better than the first half. Giant to June, we'll see the current pace and volume of hiring to continue. That means replacements will happen. Uh, whomsoever had to be let go has been let go. But in the Indian context, Companies are doing it very smartly. I think there haven't been violent, uh, you know, large-scale layoffs like what we've seen in US yet. Some of the startups have laid off, but if you look at the number of people who got laid off and the number of jobs which are there in the startup world, they're almost equivalent. And the guys whom we thought were let go by these companies and you make a call to them, they say, no, and I'm like, we don't need a job. I found another one. So in that context, the current pace will continue. Hiring for attrition will continue while expansion hiring will remain shy in H1. That's what you know we, we, we feel would happen. Irrespective of the slow start, tech sector will still add about six and a half to eight like headcounts over the last uh, calendar year. So the organizations have learned that when they actually didn't add headcounts, you know, in 2018 and 2019, it came to haunt them when the pent-up demand came. So you will see that, uh, you know, the headcount will still increase in the tech sector, irrespective of the slow start we will have. And when it comes to letting go, you know, we'd spoken earlier about how companies need to do that better. Um, with fears of a 
blooming recession or a slowdown of some kind do you see things getting worse in any way honestly no i think whatever we had to see we have seen and the indian tech system has learned how to address their cause with attrition i think we are blessed with attrition in a way if you ask me there are about seven cohorts in the tech system in which uh, people work today the first cohort is non tech companies uh, which could be banks could be manufacturing companies who have it people the second cohort are let's say it services companies the third could be the consulting companies the big four big 10 kind of companies you know then you have the gics the global captives where mostly about 15 lakh people work you have product companies the googles the you know amazons apples kind of companies and you have the startups so if you look at uh, the world of tech talent in india uh, the recession is a little overhyped because people get absorbed in each of these cohorts and the seventh one which i forgot to mention as a cohort is people who are emigrating emigration is something that we are seeing that there's a first option for any techie to go overseas and those jobs uh you know are still on in over a million people you know uh, uh, last year from india have uh, got relocated but clearly we are seeing that thousands of people in technology space are migrating as well so in that way there are enough jobs that are open in the tech market for uh, people to get jobs right so if you just like i mentioned the startup world in india they say laid off 18k job but as per the november jobs report there are 14k vacancies still you know unfulfilled in the startup world so i think uh, in the indian context we can still absorb uh, whatever the demand is with the supply of people we have also indian companies have got used to dealing with layoffs financially and processually like one head of hr recently told me it's like an annual increment cycle first it was covid right then that was kind of a shock that it came the way it came so they did it now there is a funding winter but by the time the funding winter came many of the organizations have got used to how to lay off people like i said financially and processually the causes will change but organizations have made peace that the layoffs are here to stay and can deal with it it is statistically if you ask me still insignificant to the number of open jobs and the relative expansion that's happening in the technology space you know terms like quiet quitting and moonlighting entered our lexicon in 2022 uh workplaces have largely tried to crack down on both how do you see organizations dealing with it and you know how maybe should they be dealing with these things we saw that people were really uh, unattached when it came to our cell laying off people the way uh, meta laid off twitter laid off of course for a different reason right so and when we saw people like sundar pichai actually not assuring any part very candidly telling his own workforce that i can't assure you if there won't be a layoff and the same thing we look at the workforce as well you know uh, that they are also actually candid about what is happening in their world and the woka agile that i talk about is about how in spite of all the things that were happening around the indian it services companies continue to add people every quarter overall they have net additions every quarter so which means that we are dealing with all these uh, you know uh, different developments in the same year the next few months will declare if the new uka mode exhibited by big techs will yield results if it works i believe the workplace is ready for wider experiment with the uka mode either way the only watchword for companies would be if they are 
communicating enough in both good and bad times, which has been the most questionable thing so far, right? So some of them have seemed to have dealt that with good emotions. Some of them have been, let's say, very brutal while dealing with layoffs. 2022 is a brilliant lesson and crash course on communication skills for enterprises, if you ask me. So then what will you be looking for in 2023? You know, what are the areas of concern? The biggest concern is correcting the skew, you know, imbalance. You know what I mean by skews? In that it's S-Q-E-W, you know, today is a world of acronyms for you. Uh, I think there is an imbalance created in terms of skill, quality, experience, and wage. Uh, Because we did unprecedented hiring. So we compromised on skills. We also, in many times, in the name of scale that we wanted to hire, we compromised on quality and experience. At the same time, we also inflated the wages to an extent that, you know, some of them can become, you know, unplaceable if they lose their job because their wages have been increased by 100%, 200%. So in 2021, 22, I think we have created an imbalance of the skill, quality, experience, and wage. And in the hyper-hiring mode, this will have a long shadow for us to tackle, uh, you know, if we, if we continue to do what we've been doing. And this talent with inflated wages will mean heightened talent costs, screaming for correction, with layoffs, resizing, and oversupply of unaffordable talent will be the biggest challenge for us to tackle in 2023. And is there something you're particularly hopeful of? <laughs> I'm in recruitment and uh, I'm really optimistic and sort of secretly confident that workplaces will be what I call as RQ-centric in terms of relationship quotient. I think somewhere in the past when we all always worked physically in offices, the office meant something to us. Whereas uh, in the last two years, uh, the struggle has been to create that vibe inside the computer, right? So the relationship quotient, as we are doing hybrids or working from office, will become a common denominator for all kinds of companies and leaderships will define the new workplace for me from a relationship point of view. And that's what I'm secretly hopeful of. And by relationship, I just don't mean a romanticized workplace that looks like John families in a mega serial. That's not what I mean. Uh, the right level of relationship, you know, is for me highly contextual to enterprises. And 2023 will be a year where workplaces will have to find the right, you know, relationship quotient that works for them. The success of, you know, this workforce who are feeling vulnerable, who are unattached, who are also candid about their choices and are agile in learning and making new moves, will test this relationship quotient's moderating presence. You know, I think what I'm hopeful of is because of this challenge, the leaders and, you know, enterprises will only have to focus on how they'll develop the relationship quotient in their workforce or with their workforce. And I'm confident that is the only secret sauce uh, for enterprises to strike the right equilibrium amongst all the uncertainty that we are going through. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.